This is your week, your news for the week of April 9th, 2023. With us, once again, he's the editor-in-chief of ClarksvilleNow.com, Mr. Chris Smith. Hey, Ryan, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm all right. I just got back from uh, Texas. What were you doing in Texas? I was visiting my son who was in a play uh, called Big Love at a Texas State University, and um, got to see that and try some uh, Mexican food, which always spoils me. I never want to eat Mexican restaurant food when I get back to Clarksville. Now, where is your son going to college at? At Texas State University. It's in San Marcos, Texas. Okay. Oh, that's way down there, too. It's way down there. We had to and fly. it's beautiful. It there, is. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's Hill right country. That, Hill yeah. country it is. It's one of those things where... You look at how much time, and you don't think, because you look, you know, you think a map in your head, like, ah, Texas, it'll take 12 hours. And then you go to certain parts of Texas, you're like, that's a day. Yeah, and one of the observations I heard down there is people say, oh, that's not far from, like, Oklahoma or, you know, New Orleans. Like, no, anywhere you're going that's outside the state <laughs> right. is at least six hours, <laughs> right. you know? Right. Yeah, six-hour drive, then you get to, exactly. to the exactly. state border. Yeah. Well, welcome back. It's good yeah. to have you back. And, of course, she's the president a five-star media group. Oh, Katie Lord. Gamble's here. Hello, everyone. Hello, Katie. I did not go out of town last week. No, but you had Easter. Did you have anything good for Easter? I did. We had some friends over and cooked, and it was just nice. It was just really nice to hang out and just enjoy the day. In the weather. Oh, my. Yeah, How it was beautiful. beautiful. Was it oh. nice here? Oh, it's like it is right now. Well, it was the perfect, yeah, it was the perfect weather for Easter because it was like 70 degrees and mm-hmm. sunny. And they're like no humidity. Like the if you could pick like the perfect day ever for Easter, that was it. So it was absolutely beautiful. That's um, cool. I'm Ryan Pluckman. I don't have a fancy title, but I'm here. And he's, got a, fa- he's got he's got a fancy last name. I do. Yeah, you're not. He makes up for it. Right, I spare the title yeah. with the last name. Um, yeah, so I'm Ryan Pluckerman. You're operations manager at Five Star Media Group. That's what does a pretty that really fancy mean? title. What does that really mean? It means you manage the operations. That's, I guess. I'll lose roll with that. <laughs> These are the top stories for this week on ClarksvilleNow.com. So we're going to step back in time a little bit since we skipped last week. There was a really important okay. story that we did mm-hmm. um, about recess in schools. Oh, I thought you were talking about donuts. <laughs> we're getting there. No, That's no. coming. Spoiler That's alert, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. We'll circle back to the donuts just for you, Katie. Yeah. But um, yeah, some, uh, some local parents approached us a few weeks ago saying that they were really concerned about Clarkson Montgomery County Schools like just increasingly having less and less uh, recess opportunities yeah. for students. And they took it upon themselves to do their own research into the benefits of recess and kind of unloaded a bunch of documents on us, Yeah, which um, Jordan Renfro, our school's reporter, kind of picked apart and looked into and um, also talked to the school system about, hey, what's going on with recess? Yeah. You know, um, where are all the rules? And um, come to find out that, yeah, that there's we don't have nearly as much recess today as we used to when we were kids. I mean, I remember having like an hour of recess every day when right. I was little. I and wondered, it is not like that anymore. When I was reading the article, too, because I felt like I had probably an hour of recess when I was young, too. But then when you were younger, everything felt bigger. Well, that's true, yeah. So yeah. I'm curious, did we really have an hour or did it just feel like an hour? And my other thing I was curious about, and it might be in the article, is what do other schools in Tennessee do with recess? Because we've all probably f- followed the same educational state laws. Right, right. Yeah, and there is some um, some information in here about that. We are um, we are toward the uh, basically the bottom in how much recess we offer. There are okay. other schools in Tennessee that offer more recess than we do. Now that said, we are one of the best performing school districts in the state. So you know, 
we're we're doing well um, with what we've got, but you know, I, I think the argument could be made is that we are a little bit more strict and um, structured than a lot of other school districts, for better okay. or worse, mm-hmm. in the state. Now, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and so, and basically, what this uh, some of the research has found that in schools, say in Finland, now it is Finland, but. Um, there's a lot more recess during the day right. and the kids have a lot of unstructured play time to socialize time to get a break from having to be just sitting yeah. in one spot all day long. Yeah. Um, and that it actually benefits them both academically and socially. Well, we know right now that it most adults, I mean, look at Ryan can't sit in one spot all day. Long. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hurry up guys. I got to get outside. <laughs> Uh, yeah. but, but seriously, I mean, a first grader, second mm-hmm. grader, I can see when you get older, having a little bit more. So I'm kind of curious to see which direction this is all going to go. Mm-hmm. Well, I know, you know, one of my kids, um, Meg and, and Ryan, your son, you know, very, you know, active kids who it's it's hard to just have them sit still all day long. It's got to be incredibly wearing on them, um, you know, behavior. Those are probably the kids that get in trouble for talking, for all the little mm-hmm. things in class because they can't sit still. Right. Yeah. And so funny that you mentioned Meg and Cohen mm-hmm. because I thought for a while, well, they were they may have ended up as an item because one had a crush on the other. <laughs> well, that was the truth. Meg was like two, year, <laughs> two or three years older than Cohen. So, uh, Maybe that's why because they both can't sit still for more well, than, that's part, yeah. than, than, than two seconds. But, you know, you do bring up a good point about – the balance, right? Because you want your kids, especially when they're mm-hmm. little, you want them to have that time to go outside and to play and to, I mean, think about all the things that, that you did at recess, Katie or, or, mm-hmm. or Chris. I mean, what was your favorite recess activity? Do you remember? Oh, we played chase. I can remember in recess when we were younger, there was this little boy we chased around the playground, me and my little <laughs> girlfriends, and his mom was a second grade teacher, and she got on to us because these, I had my little girlfriends, and we would chase him around the playground. <laughs> Yeah. He probably looks back on the moment and says, man, I was, I was a lady killer when I was in, uh, I was in, in first grade. grade I was second grade, I was killing it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. don't know this, but girls used to chase me. You know, we did innocent things. Yeah. I can remember all the girls getting together and seeing who could do handstands the longest or playing mm-hmm. on the monkey bars or the swings or just, you know, the things kids do. Yeah, and, and that's, I think, especially now when kids are so plugged into devices, yeah. You know, oh, and every, like, you know, every like 10 year old has, it, well, actually every like kindergartner is handed their mom's phone to keep them busy. Right. You know, during a church or something, you know, they're sitting there playing, you know, video games. I mean, we need to have kids outdoor doing unstructured play. Yeah. I think more. But. I'm curious to see which direction this goes. I agree with you 100%. I know that. I'm curious to see how they balance that, having to get in the think curriculum that they have to get mm-hmm. in to get the funding that they need, balancing that with giving the kids the time that they need to get out and play. And especially when you're a high-performing school system like CMCSS, you, know, you want to look at that and go like, well, the reason why we're high-performing is because we're in the classroom more and we're, we limit the distractions. But I am all aboard the, the recess train. Um, Chris, I'm not even going to ask you what you did a recess when you were a kid because I know what you were doing. You were <laughs> he was journaling. Reading a book. Yes, yes, he was reading William Faulkner novels and journaling. That's what you were doing. No, I, he was chasing little girls around I, the playground too. There was a, a girl that I chased in fifth grade. Yeah, but um, but I remember in third grade there was a huge wooden playground. And me and my friends pretended that was the Millennium Falcon because that was in 1977 when Star Wars came out. And so we uh, we cool. pretended it was the Millennium Falcon and we had we knew where the cabin was and 
where to have the little lightsaber duel and all that. So, <laughs> you yeah. were cute, little kid. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you bring that up uh-huh. hmm. because my my the 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 recess memory that is seared in my brain to this day, like it makes me uncomfortable now. Like sharing this story, I might start to cry. Uh-oh. When I was a kid. I was a big fan of Star Wars as well. Mm-hmm. And and we would get snow in Wisconsin. I grew up in Wisconsin. So we would get snow and then they'd plow the playground and they'd make these giant snow mounds. So you'd have these huge snow mounds on the edge of the concrete because that's where they had to plow it and put it. So we would play on the snow mounds all the time. We'd play Empire Strikes Back because that happened in the cold, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember her name was Mrs. Wasted, and she told us all that we could not go on the snow mounds that day. Oh. Well, I, I wanted to play... I wanted to play Luke Skywalker, man. Yeah, you need to be on Hoth. Exactly. Not in the classroom. So I ignored what she'd said. She grabbed me by my snowsuit and slammed me against the wall and said, I told you to stay off the snow mounds. I cried for the rest Aww. of the day. And I man. will never go on a snow mound again. Ever. Man. Do you still wear a snowsuit? That's what I would like to know. I do. I think it's a little snowy. It's got it's got built in gloves, you know, Lord, <laughs> and a big zipper. But no, and I think you guys are, are both right. I do understand kind of why the school system maybe wants to limit that so they can get more instruction time. Yeah, in. They've got a ton of state mandates. That's that what I was saying. Yeah, they've got all to. this testing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know where I don't know what the right answer is. But I think they should start at the state level. Yeah, maybe that's maybe you know? that's where to go. Yeah. I think what we forget to re, you know to take into account is when all of us were in school, there was not so many restrictions on the school. That's what so we're many saying, ma- right? Yeah. Exactly, and how that has changed so much. And it's like I think it's almost you have to look at what serves the kids, what is best for the kids. Having mm-hmm. that unstructured playtime, that social time, or is it making sure that the the test scores are high? Mm-hmm. Can it be both? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully they'll look more into it. CMCSS did do some studies um, at St. Bethlehem Elementary mm-hmm. um, a few months ago or so um, on recess, giving kids more recess time. And they said that, you know, they didn't see any huge advantages. But I don't know. I think it may be worth looking at again, um, you know, with a larger cohort, maybe. But. I'd love some recess at work. <laughs> Let's get a tetherball court in the backyard. Well, you know, the people in this room are the only ones that don't get recess. Yeah, that's true. Everyone else does. Can we get right? Can we get some tetherball? You just need to take up smoking. You can have a smoke break. <laughs> <laughs> I have never understood that. By the way, side sidetrack here. I have I never understood why smokers get unlimited breaks throughout the day. That's and the I'm rest saying. of us that don't mm-hmm. have to sit take in our office. Take up smoking. You mm-hmm. go out and smoke all you want. I used, that is the most I used to be a smoker, ever. and I had so much free time to work when I was a smoker. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. If you want recess as an adult, take up smoking. That's <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, um... Next oh, story. Or eat donuts. <laughs> All right, no, not the donuts. Hang on yet. the donuts, Hang Kate. On. It's we'll coming. Get to the donuts. <laughs> um, so there was a public meeting this week to uh, look at plans for the branch library, the North yeah. Branch Library, and also the uh, Animal Control Building. Uh-huh. I heard them talking so, about that, about having a meeting about that. Yep, yep. And um, so hopefully residents um, will get a lot of good information. We'll be able to share that back to everyone else. Um, it's about time we had another library. Clarksville is the by far the largest uh, county in Tennessee to have only one library. Um, the next largest county in Tennessee to have only one library has only like 60,000 people. Really? Yeah. Um, we just, we grew so fast 
And along the way, it didn't occur to anybody to build a branch library. So we've only got the one in a community this large. So there's huge people in the population who in most other communities would be served by a neighborhood library or like, I think Sumner County has like seven libraries and Sumner County is smaller than us. So, you know, it's, it's an important function and it's kind of a shame that it's taken this long for us to do something about it. Okay. I'm going to set you up okay. to go off on a tangent. Okay. Let's because go. Because this all ties in here. All ties in. Okay. Some people might say, Chris, mm-hmm. why do we need another library? Everything is online nowadays. You know, when's the last time you went to a library and, and, and checked out a book or a CD or when's a movie? When's the last time you went and looked at Microfish? Exa- yeah, when's the last time you were on Microfish? Well, I'm going to ask Chris. It's probably last week. <laughs> um, but but so why, why? Chris has mastered the Dewey Decimal System. Yes, he has. He's got, he's got a tattooed on his forearm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but a lot of people would say, like, why do we need another library when everything's going on the Internet and people are staying inside, and why are you know? I'm sure attendance is probably down at the main library. I say this to you as the spouse of a librarian, mm. Chris. Tell me why do we need another <laughs> library? Uh, because they are used way more than you could possibly imagine. Um, they are they are for, they're for several reasons. One, um, library uh, summer reading programs mm-hmm. are always packed mm-hmm. every year. That library is jam packed with like 800 kids every day um, for a summer reading program. Mm-hmm. It's really important. It's, and it's, that crosses all economic uh, levels too. I was going to help you out with that one. Hmm. I was going to say not all children have access to computers. That's the other big thing. Libraries You're are welcome. the primary source of uh, computers for mm-hmm. a lot of people who don't have computers at home. Um, if anybody who has tried to apply for a job in mm-hmm. the last 10 years can tell you if you don't have a computer, you ain't yeah. applying for a job. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. you can't do it on your phone because you got to print documents, you've got to sign documents, you've right. got to right. do all kinds of stuff, and you can't do that, you know, twiddling around on the palm of your hand. Libraries um, aren't what they were when you were young. Go in, check out a book, go home and read it. Yeah, There's yeah, so much they're more way to beyond it now. that. Yeah, and plus the public meeting space. Um, you know, anybody who wants can reserve space at a library. Any political group, any religious group, you know, it's it is there to serve the public. Where so if, if you want to have a meeting, birthday party there. Um, I think you can. Oh, um, there you go. But yeah, it, read but a book, for, have fun. Yeah, time. meeting space. Um, you know, it's it's really important for that as well. And no. there's not a lot of public meeting space in North no. Clarksville or in uh, Northwest Clarksville, which is where this is planned, right off of uh, Cunningham Lane. Off Cunningham Lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I want to make sure everybody knows that I'm not anti-library. Well, hey, you know, I think one of the great things about the show is we can debate these issues and well, take, he was play devil's out advocate. Because somebody uh, out there's yeah. going to be exactly there's yeah. going to be a comment on ClarksvilleNow.com. We don't need a stupid library. We need I say, I say go to the library and see what it's all about yeah, before mm-hmm. you make those comments. Way more than book depositories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like you remember, you know, remember when you were in school and wasn't there like once a week or something, you actually, the whole class went to the library to check out books and mm-hmm. there's classes on the Dewey Decimal System. Mm-hmm. Now we're really dating yeah, ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And plus libraries have um, <laughs> electronic checkout. So if you're a member of the library, you can check out their entire collection um, on, uh, I can't remember the name of the program, but it's basically an electronic checkout system. If you're you don't necessarily money on Audible yeah. and audiobooks, you can go check out audiobooks. Yeah, all that stuff's free. Mm-hmm. It's already offered. You're already paying for it through your taxes at the Clarksville Montgomery County Public Library. Spoken 
like a like a like a wonderful spouse of a librarian. <laughs> exactly. I set you up yeah. and you just knocked it and out. She of the does park. not work for the county library. She works for the uh, state library and archives in Nashville. Yeah, librarians are librarians. Yeah, librarians, yeah. You know. They're Good all job, same. Chris. You <laughs> made nice, her proud. nice work. You made but her But this proud. is going to be paired with a um the idea is to pair this with a North Clarksville animal control shelter. Um yeah. which is another thing that we need in that area of town is um an, an animal control facility mm-hmm. so you can um, uh, basically have animals taken care of and, and go, you know, adopt animals as well. You know, I like the multi-purpose idea. Mm-hmm. And I think we even talked about, I mean, imagine the programs you could do mm-hmm. because there's programs like this in other parts of the country where kids read books to animals. Yeah. Yeah. To help them or get confident. animals read books to kids. Wouldn't that be amazing? That, that would be, that, that's trippy. That <laughs> if, if their animals reading a book to you, go see your doctor. Cause that hey, doesn't with sound AI. right. Anything can happen. That's, these days. The, that's the truth. But no, they actually use programs like that in other parts of the country. It helps kids build their confidence in learning because the animals don't judge them. So they get to, you know, practice their reading skills. Yeah. And the animals, of course, like it because they're getting uh, attention. So that's that's a win win. And the animals learn something, too. Exactly. Even though they don't understand <laughs> a word you're saying. So Cunningham Lane mm-hmm. is between Lafayette and... Fort Campbell Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, near okay. in the vicinity of Northwest High School. Yeah, okay. okay. All right, so out there, Northwest. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, oh, don't go to donuts, donuts? yet. No, no, no. no not You've got to make your way for, way for donuts. So the other big thing that happened this week is a, uh, a local church, a real-life church. Mm-hmm. applied. my church. Is it? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you may have some insight into this. Why um, am I even here again? <laughs> <laughs> because See? you have the cool last name. That's what it That's is. That's true. Yep. Um, so Real Life Church has applied for rezoning for a portion of their property. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to have it rezoned commercial. Um, and the reason is they're wanting to open a coffee shop and fitness center. All right. Um, now, they could do this without it being rezoned commercial. Um, they could just run it themselves, a uh, coffee shop and fitness center. But what they want to do is lease it out to a third party, say, uh, like Starbucks and Gold's Gym, whatever, right, right. Um, to operate it for them. Um, to have basically a place for teachers who are at the school nearby, which is Sango Elementary, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Yep. It's right next to Sango Elementary. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and other people in the community to be able to come to the church and come to the coffee mm-hmm. shop and, um, and you know, have that as an, as an option. So they had to apply for rezoning because it's currently zoned agricultural, which does yeah. allow for churches. Right. Um, but they need to have it rezoned commercial. Now, the problem with that is once a property is rezoned commercial, the county commission, who is the body who's had to approve this, they don't get to say what happens there. Um, all they can do is say, yes, we're allowing it to re- be rezoned commercial. So real life church could turn around and sell it to a gas station or sell it to, um, you know, a vape shop or right. sell it to a liquor store or right. whatever. I mean, they, they could sell to whoever they want and it could be whatever they want, you know, within certain bounds. Um, so it doesn't have to to be what they're saying it's going to be. A rezoning is just that, a rezoning. Okay. The county commission cannot dictate how that property is used outside the zoning rules. So there are a lot of people who are kind of bothered by that. It ended up being, I think it was a 14 to 7 vote. There okay. are a lot of people who voted against it because they're tired of our um, agricultural um, areas of the county being rezoned commercial, which is exactly what this is, um, even though the landowners may have certain right. Um, intentions. Right. Mm-hmm. I, of course, I'm not a part of those business meetings. I do know that the goal behind it is because you've got a church next to a school in, in a residential area. Yeah. So the goal was to provide 
things that the the community could use, you know, that the people that live around there or people from the school could come work out, come get coffee, just to make it a gathering place for the community around there. I know that is the end goal. Why they're, you know, farming it out to someone else and, or not doing it themselves, that I'm not a part of those conversations. But I do like the idea of a church you know, being a part of that community and trying to provide something where people from the community come in. However, I do understand why people would be concerned about, you know, what's going to happen 10, 20 years from well, now. Well, right, because, mm-hmm. you know, you've got a house nearby or you've got property nearby and a, a, a church with a coffee shop and, and a fitness center. Not a bad neighbor to have, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's especially if it's if it's what Katie is saying and it's a community space where everybody can come and have a cup of coffee or work out or or just gather, that's a great asset to have in your community. But in the odds that, oh man, look at the, the balance sheet's not as good as we thought it was. We need to sell this land. And then, a, you're right, a liquor store moves then, in the next door. Then, it, then and, it's a bank or, or a, a whatever. Or, right, exactly. And it'd be, but it sounds like everything's on the up and up and then, mm-hmm. you know, uh, real life's going to build I wasn't there. at that meeting. Were there residents that came out for or against it? No, there was very little. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, frankly, I think the county commission probably would have rejected it if four or five people had shown up with signs mm-hmm. um, or had voiced their concerns a lot mm-hmm. more. And here's another thing. And, you know, again, I'm kind of torn on this. I could argue both sides. But to argue the against side on this, um, this is going to create a major change in that area. Because, like I said, it doesn't matter what the landowner's intent is. Once you have a commercial zoning, that cr- opens the door for other commercial zoning nearby. Uh, so yes. let's say Mrs. Jones across the street from that C4 zoning says, hey, you know, this property is, you know, I inherited it from my great grandmother and I really don't want it anymore. And, you know, I'm going to be going to a nursing home. So I'm going to sell it to um, to a restaurant and I want to have it commer- rezoned commercial. Yeah. Well, there's your argument right there. There's commercial zoning right across the street. It doesn't matter who owns it. It matters that it is C4 commercial zoning. Mm-hmm. So they have just opened the door for, I'm sorry, I said C4, maybe C2. Yeah. They have just opened the door for commercial zoning on every property surrounding and nearby that property. Well, that's a good point. You should have brought that up earlier. Well, it wasn't my argument to make. <laughs> well, I for one, I'm glad that it passed for them. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it sounds like it's and a great space. And I do space. agree. I could, see, I could see the argument for both sides. I 100% agree with you on that. And then I did see some arguments, too, on Facebook where people were wanting to know, you know, what their tax what their taxes mm-hmm. were going to be on those businesses because churches are tax ex- right. exempt. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure the tax will fall on whoever's leasing those spots. Yeah, yeah. And Aaron Hester, property assessor, explained that at the meeting that um, that the business would be liable for the taxes. Um, there is a mechanism to do that. And it's very similar to, like, the way there's a private vendor at the downtown commons. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Who's the current vendor there used to be tater heads and before that it was golly g's i don't remember who it is now but um vendor yeah so basically that vendor the the downtown commons is a government park so it's tax exempt Ah. but the vendor pays uh, taxes i would like to know what was the thinking behind farming it out because you'd think you know maybe it's a matter of you know having the resources and the people to do it i mean because churches are really ran a lot on volunteers Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, they have a certain staff, but I mean, when you've got most of you, most of what, you know, helps your church is all volunteers, probably hard to find volunteers to staff gyms and coffee shops and things like that. You're probably right. Mm -hmm. 
That's just my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Lynn, I'm, I'm sure that's a big part. I'm going to go it. with Katie's guess. It sounds solid. It I, that's, sounds solid. Yeah, I, I, that's reason. That's reasoning for mm-hmm. me that I'm just going. I mean, right yeah. now they're meeting in City Forum. They have volunteers that go in there and set that thing up mm-hmm. every single Sunday and tear that thing down every single Sunday. How soon is the property going to be built? Do you know, they bought the land. Right now they're doing the um, you know fundraising. Yeah. I, I don't have a date. I know okay. the goal is to, you know, maybe have something in the next couple of years going. Okay. So right. We just finished the campaign for fundraising for the building. Okay. And that's probably why. I imagine pretty soon if they're working on, I mean, they've got the layout, they've right. got the architecture, and now they're working on zoning. I imagine they're probably planning on starting fairly mm-hmm. soon. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm sorry. We're not ready for donuts yet. <laughs> Um, Have y'all seen the pictures of those donuts? I know. We're getting to the donuts. <laughs> We're going to talk about right? donuts whether you like it or not. I can't have your pudding if you don't eat your meat. That's right. You All right. can have your pudding on a donut, though. <laughs> That's oh, true. That's true. That's Very true. true. Mm-hmm. Very true. All right. Um, so the next story, um, Tenova had a data breach. Um, this happened a few weeks ago. The uh, parent company for Tenova, which is Community Health Systems, had a data breach in January um, that resulted in the release of patient names, addresses, medical billing, uh, insurance information, diagnoses, medication, and demographic information like uh, date of birth and social security number. Well, that's the big one right there. Yeah. Um, Who so cares it if wasn't. You know that I'm in menopause. It wasn't no. every patient <laughs> at every hospital. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, yeah, I don't uh, want you to have a social security number. Exactly. Just saying. Um, so the uh, so. It wasn't every patient at every hospital in community health systems, but it was um, basically a, a company called Fortra, um, which uh, handles their information. They're the ones that had the breach. Gotcha. And um, so patients throughout the community health systems uh, network um, could have been affected. And the ones who have been affected are being notified. So if you get something in the mail from Tenova or community health systems or Fortra that says, hey, your information may be compromised. Um, it, it don't. It's not a scam. Some people have actually reached out to us and saying, "Thank you for doing that article because I got this and I thought it was a scam." Um, there yeah. was a data breach at Tenova, um, and so they're offering you know various security protection, um, identity uh, protection programs for free um, and no charge, and that'll basically put a notice on your credit card and everything. Mm-hmm. To where if your information is compromised, it'll yeah. prevent major problems. This happened to my wife, like. Was it eight years ago? Um, she uh, her credit card information and social security number was um, got released from yeah. some purse she bought or something yeah. like that, <laughs> and um, and so she, we ended up for like two or three years having to deal with this, and it's just a real nightmare. It's real, really annoying. It really is, and it's mm-hmm. nice them to step up and help out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I got that email. I um, haven't read it yet, but I will now. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for letting oh, me know. Where were you? Did you get something about that? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's so frustrating because we we live in this digital age where right. you know sharing of medical information is supposed to make everything so much easier and so much right. better. Right. And now, but it all takes is one breach, and all that information is out there to everyone. Exactly. And, and it seems like it's happening more and more these mm-hmm. days because these criminals, and that's what they are, are yes. getting uh, trickier and trickier. You know, I get emails every day that I, I don't. First of all, I'm the one that goes through and deletes all the junk. I don't even look at it. That's why I'm usually not the one that opens the uh, the junk emails. Yeah. But if I get one, my favorite one that I get is usually someone like 
PayPal saying you owe this bill or whatever. Right. If you go and actually click on the email address and it's like X O seven two whatever, just right. don't answer it. It's fraud. Yeah, it's yeah. So, you know? yeah. You just don't know, and you get to see an email like that, and you're like, oh sure, they got breached. Let me give you this information. That's what I did. Yeah. Yeah, it's the world we live in where you mm-hmm. don't believe a darn thing. It's in your email box, and how many times? Raise your hand, folks. If you've had that bite you in the keister because a, a legitimate email came to your email box and you zipped it out because you thought it was phony baloney. Oh, I've gotten mm-hmm. rid of legitimate ones, yeah. but I have, knock on wood, not open phony ones because I'm just so like skeptical of all of them. And mm-hmm. honestly, I don't have time to read all the junk that comes to me. That is the truth. So I just get rid of that. When I sit down at my desk to check emails, I literally, because I'm a little OCD, We'll go through and start deleting all the junk so I can deal with the real stuff. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I delete. Somebody will go, oh, well, I sent you an email that. And I'm like, oops, sorry. <laughs> can you again. resend that? It must have got <laughs> caught in my spam filter. <laughs> you need to improve your subject line. Uh, Good point. Yeah, yes. Stuff. yes. Use, use those subject lines appropriately. Mm-hmm. You know, don't put it at the end of the subject line, whatever the important thing right, is. Right, right, right. And don't start your subject line with, this is not a scam. Yeah. people are going to assume it's a yeah, scam. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, this is not a scam. Um, and the other big thing is keep an eye on your credit card statements because that that is a huge one because most credit cards will protect you in situations like that, but you've got to notice it, you know? Yeah. If you... You know, if you didn't gas up in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, you know, right. you need to let them know quickly. We had a you situation know. a couple of years ago where someone did get our credit card information. And I noticed there was like a $900 charge on our account. And it was for some Nike shoe store in Philadelphia. Hmm. And so I, I, I looked at my son because he had, he had spent some money before. Like he didn't know that games on his phone like oh, if you paid for that? the extra, we had like a $120 bill from oh, iTunes let because me tell of that. You, yeah, let me tell you what I did. So, and this was like maybe a year or two ago. I'm looking at my bank sta- bank account and I'm seeing like five different hits from Apple all in a row. And I'm like, there's no way. There's no, I didn't do that. I called Noah. Did you do that? No, Aiden, no. Did you do that? So I called the bank. It, it was during COVID. So yeah. yeah. And um, they said, okay, we'll come down here. We'll fill out the forms. We'll do whatever. So I got it all done. I get down there. And when I'm sitting in front of her, she says, well, you have to call Apple first and just make sure it wasn't yours. So I called Apple. My daggum son, Noah, had been buying TikTok <laughs> something. Because apparently if you bought this something on TikTok, this big TikToker would put you on his birthday card or something. Yeah. $150 worth. Wow. I, like when I found out, I was on the phone. I just I just set the phone down. I was like, never mind. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Surely this is not a, a, a real charge. Oh, a TikTok? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And and it's because no no he's no longer we no longer share an Apple plan. I do oh, not blame yeah. you yeah. for his name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it is if you do catch it because we caught it and I said I my son I'm like did you buy six hundred dollars worth of shoes from Philadelphia and have them shipped here? He's like no. Well then you call your your company and they're like oh also, we'll take care of it. Somebody no also yeah. hacked my card. It was like a month or two later um, in Africa and some antique store. Now that was not me or my children. <laughs> You haven't been to Africa and antique. No, but you, you don't, don't go antiquing in Africa very in Africa. often. I think the banks and the credit cards do a great job nowadays, kind of, you know, if you catch it, mm-hmm. helping you figure it out. Because they know, they know. The biggest issue is how many bill pay things is that card on? And you forget that you're paying that bill with that card. And then a month goes by and they're like, you got to pass your bill. And you're like, well, heck, I got a new card. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That is just frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of work. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, next story, and this one, this is kind of a sad one. Um, two people uh, were killed in a motorcycle. Kind of sad. It is very sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, two people were killed in a motorcycle wreck uh, on the interstate on Saturday. Uh, one uh, of the riders ran into the back of the other, and um, the riders who ran to the back um, basically tumbled off and, and were killed uh, on the interstate. And I've seen probably a motorcycle wreck, a critical motorcycle wreck a week for the last several weeks now. And every time that it starts getting warm outside, we just end up with a lot more of these because there's a lot more motorcycles out on the road. Now, in this case, you know, this wasn't a distracted driving thing right. or a speed thing. Right. But um, it's just it, somebody brought this up at a city council meeting um, that I was at recently that um, we just got to be really careful right now because there's so many motorcycles out and we're not used to seeing them because we've had a really long winter. Right. And so now there's a lot more bikes out there and it's hard to see them if you're not expecting them. And um, we just got to be a lot more careful about keeping an eye out for motorcycles well, on so the roads. Th- yeah. My question is, were they together? Yeah, it was two. I mean, I, I'm making that assumption. They're both, they were both driving the same uh, Motorci- model motorcycle. I knew that. Um, and it was two couples. And uh, well, I guess I'm sure they, they didn't got, run into the like. Did one stop, or how do you run into the back of someone on the interstate? Yeah, the THP report didn't specify. Yeah. It may be that that one one it wasn't slowed looking, down. and the other one slowed down. I mean, it was it was literally an accident. It wasn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, but um, and you know, and a lot of you know. There's all kinds of cliches. Every time we post something on a motorcycle wreck, everybody oh, weighs in. And yes. Says, oh, the motorcycles are driving too fast. And the other side says, oh, no, you're, you need to be looking out for the motorcyclists. I think we all just need to be as careful and just cautious as possible. Just be aware. Just and, and your heart hurts for the family. There's a family that's grieving right now. And yeah. by the way, just to point this out to everybody, when there are stories of motorcycle accidents and fatalities, mm-hmm. and you want to go on uh, on a Facebook page and make assumptions about a person, that person's family could see that. I mm-hmm. agree. Shame on you. Would you go? Yeah, so yeah. ask yourself this question before you post. Would you go to that person's house, knock on the door, they can answer the door sobbing, and you go, hey, your son should have slowed down. No, yeah. you wouldn't have done that. So don't post that online because I can tell you, as a person who's had trauma in the family that's made the news, the family reads the comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. think before you post. Yeah. Well, just have a give have a little grace. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We all need more of that. So that is all the hard news for this week. Donuts. I think it's time for donuts. Oh. So, it's a moment Katie's been listen, waiting for. Listen, I have never had a parlor donut, but you the pictures it? you post. Well, there's only three of them in Tennessee. I looked while yeah. ago. Two in Nashville and and I found that very interesting. There's three in Tennessee, two mm-hmm. in Nashville, and one in Clarksville. Mm-hmm. So that kind of speaks volumes for what's happening in Clarksville right now. Yeah, we, we are we are growing, but our donut game was already pretty strong. Oh, yeah. Shipley's? Oh, I mean, come on. Oh, yes. Yeah. Favorite, I do like Shipley's. Favorite donuts in, in Clarksville so far, Katie? I'm not a huge donut eater because I don't eat a lot of glutens and yeah. sugar and stuff, but um, Shipley's Donuts, I'm a huge fan of the blueberry cake donuts. Those are mm-hmm, my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I like cake and uh, I guess Cruller. I, I may not be pronouncing that right. Cruller, Cruller. Is we'll that say- the kind that are kind of got air in them? Yeah, they're more dense. Yeah, okay. Uh, more dense and uh, similar to cake donuts uh-huh. in consistency. Um, okay. Yeah. 
We are the donuts. What city, about though. yours? What's your favorite? You know, I really like Krispy Kreme as a national chain. I think they're they're great. I really only like hot donuts. Hot donuts are good. They but hot Krispy Kreme is whole. Other oh, thing. they're fantastic. They're you got to get delicious, them hot. Yes, but Shipley's is fantastic. I absolutely love Shipley's. But now these are like gourmet donuts. Yeah, they're what described. Is a gourmet donut. What's I'll tell you, Ryan. Uh, parlor donuts. <laughs> hey, Chris. What's a gourmet donut? Ryan, parlor donuts is a craft donut and coffee concept. It's okay. going to be on Madison Street. All right. Our um, neck of the woods. They've been around since 2019, started in Indiana. They're going to have a lot of bakery items, including original layered donuts, All right. vegan donuts. And here's one for you, uh, Katie. I'm they'll sure have, those taste great. They'll have gluten-friendly and keto-friendly products as well. Along with artisanal breakfast treats and specialty coffee. Like their donuts, it's not like, oh, here's you a glazed donut. It's like, here's you a maple jalapeno bacon with crema. I don't know, making all that up. But they're gourmet donuts. My love language is donuts. Like it's not not just a donut. It's got, it's just gourmet. Man. And they got gluten-free options. Where Madison is it going to be? Oh. oh, I'll do that. Okay. I just navigated away from the page. What I want to know is when they when they take the gluten out of Katie's donut, can they put the extra gluten in mine? That's <laughs> what I want to know. Where does all the gluten go? Oh, I'll have a donut with a side of gluten. Yeah, gluten. I will let you. We'll get we'll get some, and we will taste test the difference. I'm all for it. I am all for it. As Chris. I'll find it. Is Chris. slowly are you, are you finding it? Okay, while you're looking up the, the Chris's dial-up internet is having I'll some issues. You, I'll tell you uh, what some of the flavors are. Okay, here we go. French toast. All right. Ooh, oh, I like that. Yeah. Maple yeah. bake. Maple bacon. Oh, you called that, Katie? Good call. Uh, well, it just makes sense. It does. Uh, maple pecan or pecan. It's not pecan. It's pecan. I didn't I'm say pecan. It's I pecan. said pecan. It's pecan. <laughs> Pecan. <laughs> um, campfire. Okay. Which, as you could guess, if you're a Girl Scout, it has chocolate. It has marshmallows. Um, marshmallows. Kind of like yeah. a s'more, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a turtle cheesecake. Nice. There's a strawberry shortcake. Delicious. I could go on and on. There's a go lemonade. On and on so Katie finds the answer. And I'm looking still. Okay, there's she's a, still a vanilla, a vanilla keto. Okay, that's mm. keto free. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a maple keto. Okay. There's Keto's a, no carbs. I wonder oh, how they did yeah. that. Oh, yeah. they have dog donuts. Oh my gosh! Not not donuts made from dogs, but <laughs> donuts donuts for, for dogs. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you guys got those dog flavored donuts in here. <laughs> that's mm, cool. that donut smells like a dog. <laughs> Seven. Uh-uh. There's raspberry pistachio. Okay, or pistachio. <laughs> it is not. What? What? Just... It's pistachio. Sure, it is. Pistachio. Yeah. Is that what you said? Pecans. Um, pecans. <laughs> There's a bur- there's bourbon caramel mm-hmm. or caramel. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna go down the line on every one of these. Um, it's gonna be on Madison Street. I can tell you that much. There's chocolate, chocolate, uh, not chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> chocolate is what it yeah. is. It is so. right across the street from Publix. Right oh, across right from Publix. where Rudy's okay. was. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's um. Yeah, the old Expertech. Okay, yeah, All I actually right. wrote that into the um, social media post and completely yeah. forgot until well, you mentioned it. Way to go! Me, yeah. Way to go! Yeah, so next to Reed is in the old Expertech. I'm sure they will get rid of all the smell of, um, you know, yeah. car 
transmission fluid and all that kind of stuff before they build the restaurant. We could have wait. We could have gotten rid of five minutes of this podcast. So you reading out ingredients and me correcting you. If you just want to remember what you typed two days ago. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but that was two days ago. And I type very quickly. <laughs> Can we have a meeting when they open there? Can we just yeah. like, oh, like we're having a, hey guys, hey, listen up every, everybody else that works at Five Star. We got a special meeting coming up. Do we know our, the opening day? Did they say? Oh, oh well, I didn't see that either. I don't memorize these it's things. It's already showing up on their website as it's a location. They have maple pecan. Oh, um, look. They also have bourbon I don't, I forgot. It says opening Terrible. soon on their web on the franchise website. All right, well drive by, Chris. That's on your way home. Drive by. It isn't far from Chris. Chris it. could walk there. Yes, you could. So it's opening in May. Okay, so but Close I want that. you to drive by on your way mm-hmm. home today, and I want you to give us some some updates on on the building where we're at and how soon we're going to have those you know, gourmet donuts. On a whole chi- switch in topics. Let's go. Yeah. But where it's at, I'm really mm-hmm. kind of glad that something cool and trendy's going there because yeah. that whole strip there in Madison's kind of run down. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, I suspect that um that. You know, Rudy's was kind of the last holdout of of a lot of the businesses Mm -hmm. in that area. And um, I think now that Rudy's is gone, that kind of opens the way, you know, rest in peace, Rudy's, because I know they're very beloved. They were. Uh Um, But I think that may open the way for some more development in that Mm -hmm. area right there across the public. Yeah, it looked nice. So you got this Mm -hmm. Publix, it's nice shopping, then you got this over here. Mm -hmm. By the way, you know, the old Publix or the Publix that's there used to be the old Clarkson Memorial Hospital. Mm-hmm. And my daughter Evelyn was one of the last I children if that born. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Is, I don't know, but I, I I I I make this joke all the time with my daughter when we drive by Publix. Like, oh, hey, look, that's where you were born, right in the frozen food section or whatever, <laughs> aisle four or whatever, because that's where the old hospital was. I met one of uh, someone that goes to school with my daughter, and I made that joke, and I was so happy because she said her dad makes the exact same joke. Mm, so it's good yeah. to know that there's so many Clarksville dads. Yeah. That make jokes. Did we realize there as many corny people out there as Ryan? <laughs> it's a dad thing. It's a dad thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, wasn't... No, because yours... I had one that was born in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Oh, it's right. He was... Okay. And then the yeah. other one was born okay. out here at Tonova. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you kind of... Your son, if you were here, he would have been born at Clarkson yes. Memorial, but you were in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. All right. So... He was born calling the hogs. That's right. And you got another one that was born... Yeah, volunteer. Well, no, we no. don't do that in you're, our family. You're a hog house? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> our uh, oldest was born at a birth center in Tallahassee, and the two youngest were born in our house on Maplemere Drive. Oh, really? really? Yeah, we did like home with births. with Home oh. births with a midwife. Your wife the, is so brave. Did you go to Walmart and get one of those kiddie pools, like turtles on the bottom or something, or uh, fish? Actually, they were both born in a home birth tub, which you can rent. Um, and it is, what? Uh, yeah, I know you're, 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 you thought it was a joke, but no, the, these are actual birth tubs that you can set up in your house. They have like hard plastic sides and you, um, turn on the heater and yeah, we've had a like 50 gallon or whatever. I don't know how many gallons, um, birthing tub in our uh, bedroom. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> where did you find? Where did you find this place to rent these things? And I the, bet, the, 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 I bet the midwife, were, the midwife, like there was knew how to no set epidural, up. nothing like that either. Nope, nothing. Katie, no, I want to know. He's standing really. over the fact that he had a fifty-gallon swimming pool in his bedroom <laughs> that he rented from somebody. How do you get gallons, the water out? Fifty gallons, not that much. I mean, you drain really, it. You drain the water. I mean, we're not bedroom. talking about like a swimming pool. It's like a. 
Cow trough. It's in between in between a hot tub and a and a bathtub. It's like a cow, cow trough. trough. In, in between a hot tub and a bathtub. I like learned. A, you, know. you know what? I learned something today. Yeah. And I'm shutting my brain off for the rest of the day. I had no idea you could rent birthing tubs mm-hmm. and they show up like Tubs R Us or something. Home Christina, be studio. careful. You might try to have a romantic <laughs> evening. Hey, I got the birthing tub. I got the birthing tub. I got a coupon for it. I got a coupon. Coupon <laughs> for the birthday. I was on Groupon and I Kids saw that at 50% off. Hey, I'm out the house tonight. Right, I'm getting right. the birthing tub out. Yeah. Good heavens. Oh, okay, mom. I learned something. All right. Mm, something new. Well, Kate, I have a newfound respect for Kate because mm-hmm. there is no way that I would ever consider that. I'm like, well, how soon can I get that epidural? <laughs> it's like, ma'am, well, she, you're, the you're whole, only one month pregnant, ma'am. Give it to me now. I mean, the whole reason we started down that path was she doesn't like shots. And so the idea of getting a multi-inch long needle in her back, she was like, nope, not going to do it. And so she um, went down, started going up. And the more research she did, the more she was like, hey, wait, I I really want to do this. And and we did it at the birth center in Tallahassee, which is sort of like a a house that's a little bit more medicalized than your own Does it smell like patchouli? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I love your wife, by the way. I love her dearly. And I just found out that she's the person that would rather give birth in a rental tub in her bedroom than get than get a shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I still love you. In a rental tub. In a rental tub. Hey, I want to get that deposit back. <laughs> oh. I think that's it, folks. Hopefully you know there everything that happened there in we go. Clarksville this week. Yeah.